Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. Uh, I am Josiah. And I'm Bill House. And we are about to bring you a special New Year's episode. Happy New Year. Didn't seem too excited. Um, should I should I add what I was talking about earlier about how I don't like how on birthdays it's like New Year's? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, uh, I was telling Mike earlier that um, you know how on birthdays when you get told, "Do you feel older yet?" and it's like the dumbest question you can get. Um, <laughs> It's the same sense of when, to me, it's how we celebrate New Year's because it's like literally a second in the future where that a same amount of time could be celebrated at any point in the day because you could always watch seconds move. I don't know. It's just it's just me being weird, I guess. <laughs> I've never been one for celebration, but yeah, um, that's just me. Um, but anyway, uh, Happy New Year for all you people that do enjoy New Year's. Um, not going to rain on anyone's parade. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we are going to just do another quick episode for y'all uh, since we were we missed an episode about a week and a half ago. Uh, so we're going to give you another quick episode for New Year's. And we're just going to talk about all the games that we're looking forward to and what we've done in the last year and what we look forward to doing in the next year. But to start off, I'm going to cover some news that I didn't touch on last week because my voice was shot. And uh, let me just get through it really quick. Um, Xbox addressed um, all the questions about why their console is going to be called the Series X. And they basically said that it's not going to be called the Series X. It's just going to be called Xbox, just plain Xbox. And that Series X would just be your way of identifying which version of it you had. Yeah. So it's going to be just like cell phones where you have the X and the XR and all that stuff. The Plus. <laughs> Galaxy funny if there's 9, Xbox the 10, Plus. The 8. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want the Xbox Note, the one that I can write on. It comes with a tablet yes. on the top. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they addressed that. And I think that's a really good marketing angle for them because um, – it makes them a little bit different. It makes, I think I've probably said this before on the podcast that the switch is a handheld. That's also plugs into your TV. It's yeah. marketed towards younger demographics, but it's still enjoyed by older demographics for sure. Then PlayStation is marketed towards the gamer, basically someone who just enjoys video games as an adult. They never really market towards kids. PlayStation has never been that way. They want to present a product that is streamlined and easy to understand that it is the best in video games and that if kids see it as the best in video games, they will come to it. So they're not like pandering to children in that sense. They just present a product and if all ages can enjoy it, cool. Um, so it's a little bit different from how Switch does it. But Xbox has always been on this side of customer service and interfaces and hardware and all that stuff. They've been more focused on than basically how PlayStation just tries to present the best games, basically. So for Xbox to go even further in the route of presenting, like basically what people are calling a small computer, to present a computer and market it as basically a computer that you can also play games on, that's probably the best angle that they can go on for the next generation because it's running off the same system that Xbox One is running off of. So it's just going to be a seamless uh transfer over 
the whole sense that you can just log on and see all your Xbox One games already there. All that stuff makes a lot of sense for how they're marketing, being that it's just an upgraded version of what you already have. But that would sound really negative for somebody who's looking for a next generation console. So they are trying to still differentiate it enough that it still sounds like its own thing. So I understand that they're kind of stuck in a weird transition, but they also understand that you can't have a bad launch. So it's one of those things where this will make more sense as the years go by, Mike, but it's going to be the weirdest at launch, <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's it's going to be good. Um, another thing to add about Phil Spencer's speech at the Gaming Awards from like two and a half weeks ago or three weeks ago um, was that when they rehearsed his speech on stage, it was an entirely different speech so that nothing would be leaked online about what he was actually doing. But a lot of people, I think, were already speculating that Xbox was going to announce something there. But um, I don't think anyone expected that they were going to do an entire reveal of what it looked like, you know? Yeah. Because I think everyone was caught off guard of how early that was to show off some of that stuff because, frankly, PlayStation had a lot more stats already available, but they didn't have like anything physical to view. So that that was a little bit um, out of left field, and it was really cool how they avoided revealing that at the time. So that was really cool. Also, last thing I have <laughs> in news, I'm just flying through this. Uh, Tencent, if you don't already know this, is the distributor of Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch games in China. Currently, the only game that they have on the Switch in China is Super Smash Brothers Deluxe. And the Switch is region free. So someone living in China can order games from another country. No problem. Um, it doesn't matter where the games came from, any Switch can play it. Um, so what has happened is Tencent is required to provide customer service within mainland China of anyone with Switch problems since they are basically overseeing all of Switch within China. Um, so just like the Switch anywhere else, oh my God, so... Let me finish what I'm saying first before I comment on that ridiculous <laughs> noise in the background. Do you hear that noise? No. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, what was I saying? So the Switch in mainland China. So to Switch anywhere, people have um, Joy-Con drift problems. It's a thing that happens with the joysticks. They're just not built up to par to prevent them from wearing out the discs beneath the Joy-Cons. Um, so... Nintendo of America and Nintendo of Japan have already addressed the issue and they already like have they have already addressed the fact that there is a drifting issue and that they can repair them and stuff and all that stuff. But Tencent, rather than addressing it the same way, has acted like it's not a problem to them if it's not a problem that occurs within Super Mario's Super Mario Brothers Deluxe for the switch um, because it's the only one that they like quote legally are overseeing. So basically they would get a lot of complaints that they're receiving drift in things like Mario Kart, for example. And they would be like, Oh, well, you know, you should be using certified Tencent, you know, <laughs> games like super Mario's brothers deluxe. But, um, 
it's just weird that rather than actually addressing the issue, Tencent has further pushed it away, acting like it's not a hardware issue, like it's a software issue, when they're literally just repackaging or just redistributing stuff that they're getting from Japan. Like it has nothing, they have no actual say on what actually goes into the product. They're just selling it, basically. Yeah. So that's just a funny piece of news. Um, <laughs> so that was the news. Um, we will have more news for you next week uh, when we actually have like a full episode, but yeah. it's just another yeah. like half episode to companion the last half-assed episode. Half-assed episode. <laughs> right. Um, so on the topic of half-ass, I think we should talk a little bit about games that we're really looking forward to that are coming out next year. Absolutely. And I'll let you start off, Mike. Uh, list off like, I don't know. Just read your whole list. I'll just comment on well, what you got. I got uh, there's there's four games in particular that I'm looking forward to playing. Um, the first one is uh, uh, a game called Skull and Bones, and um, it's basically uh, from the guys who made Assassin's Creed. It's a uh, uh, big open world kind of like uh, not open world, uh, big adventure style pirate game. Um, uh, the graphics are incredible. The cinematics are awesome. Uh, one of the things that caught me the most was at the end of the trailer where it said, in a dog-eat-dog world, we're a bunch of wolves and wolves hunted packs. And basically, they were all shaking hands, getting together the pirates in order to go take care of what they needed to take care of because it looked like the, uh, the monarchy, the British, uh, had uh, killed them all, or so they thought. And then yeah. a few of these pirates get together, and it looks really, really cool. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, parts of the cinematic were actually uh, like watching a movie. It was absolutely incredible. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting into that. Uh, um, Ubisoft is making this game, and yes. that the favorite, the fan favorite, Assassin's Creed by Ubisoft is. Uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and it has pirate ships and you sail the seas and all that stuff and you have yep. pirate ship warfare and people always recommend that game if you don't like Assassin's Creed. They'll be like, oh, if you don't like Assassin's Creed though, play Black Flag. It's a really good game. And they have been dying for a sequel to Black Flag and basically this sounds like they just, instead of making it an IP that already existed, just make its own thing. Yes. That's a really cool angle from Ubisoft. Um Ubisoft's really shoddy, but I hope that they really put their all into this game. This looks really good. If it's anything like the cinematics that I've seen, it looks incredible. Yeah, and hopefully they have put their all into it. That would be really cool. Another one that's coming out from Ubisoft, actually, is one called Gods and Monsters. And it's uh, set in Greek mythology. And basically the gods, you play you play one of the gods, you help him or her... Uh, um, take care of the uh, threats to the world. Um, and it's looks like an adventure-style questing game. It uh, looks like a lot of fun. It reminds me a lot, the cinematics and the graphics on it remind me a lot of um, Fortnite. Uh, so it's kind of cartoony style, but it still looks really cool, uh, really fluid movement um, and uh, battling and whatnot. So that's one that I'm actually looking forward to also. Uh, uh, out of these games. I'm really not one who's into those. I've been playing a lot of first-person shooters, but these two games that I've mentioned already 
uh, just look like an incredible amount of fun. So that's something that I'm looking forward to also. So Gods and Monsters, look for that one in 2020 also. Uh, next one that's coming out, uh, Psychonauts 2. Um, I have not played the first one, but when I saw some of the descriptions and pictures of this game, I decided to go ahead and click on it and check it out. And uh, it looks like a lot of fun. I think I'm going to go back and play the first Psychonauts. Um, but basically, you are a, um, a gymnast, a highly trained uh, acrobat, and you are also a psychic. And so you join this international espionage psychic group. And uh, it, it just looks, it looks campy, corny, but a lot of fun. Uh, some of the jokes in the trailer were sounded more adult oriented. So it looks like something that I could definitely play. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm definitely going to check out the first one. Um, but uh, yeah. And also on Skull and Bones, by the way, I signed up for the beta. So if I get to get into the beta, I will definitely be talking about this game on the podcast. Uh, yeah. But the, the the last one I'm looking forward to is I downloaded Minecraft recently, and I'm gonna you know make a little group of Minecraft people that want to play together and start a little you know kind of our own little community server thing and have fun and cr get creative and whatnot. Minecraft Dungeons is coming out, and you and I were talking about it earlier, and it looks totally like Diablo, but yeah. made for <laughs> Minecraft. And it looks like a lot of fun, actually. So I'm looking forward to that, too. So there's four games so far that I, I think I'm going to be playing in the next year out of the many that I will probably get. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, what's funny about Minecraft Dungeons is they already made Minecraft Story Mode, which was a Telltale game. Yes. But that was more of a dialogue choice story-based thing. This actually looks like what Minecraft would look like if it had a campaign. Yes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, this actually looks like a very well thought out version of Minecraft as a story mode. And you can tell that a lot of heart and soul was put into this game from the team behind Minecraft. It, it's, it's a really clever idea, especially yes, with an IP like Minecraft that you could just basically put on the back burner and apparently it'll just keep getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Uh, People don't care about new content in Minecraft that much. Um, they just, if anything, most of the big Minecraft people try to find the earliest version of the game. <laughs> they like less content. Um, so to allow your team to go focus on a totally different style of game within the same universe is a really cool idea. And I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this, you know. If it's on the Switch, it will be a huge Switch seller, by the oh, way. Oh, I guarantee it'll be on the Switch, man. Minecraft yeah, Dungeons? Yeah. yeah. This is something that is like built for the Switch. It's like a, a handheld dungeon crawler from Minecraft. Yeah, that's like totally the game to be like walking around playing. That's crazy. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, let me list off some games that we know actual release dates on. Uh, we've already talked recently uh -huh. about Half-Life Alex, which comes out in March. And um, that game is going to be, it's already selling out Valve's uh, VRs. So uh, expect a big launch for Half-Life Alex. Actually, with Valve's reputation, expect a record-setting VR game. Like, it's probably going to break every record that VR games have. Um, sales, um, <laughs> revenue. It pro it, I don't know. I haven't seen too much of the trailers. I don't know how long the game is. 
Um, but it could be one of the most expensive VR games. We really don't know the answer to all these questions, but I can assume that it's a pretty good bet that about a month after its release, we're going to see those articles pop up everywhere. That's like half-life is the biggest shit that's ever happened to VR. And, um, I think that's just something you can expect. And actually I'm really enjoying that valve is finally getting back into gaming. This is crazy. Have you heard about, I'm sorry, this isn't even in my news, but have you heard about left for dead Two actually getting new content for once? No, huh? Left for dead two has not been touched in like 10 years <laughs> and they're putting more content in it. It's crazy. But, um, valve is actually like remembering that they can make games and that's really cool. Um, Another thing that we have a date on that Mike brought up a long time ago uh, is Marvel's Avengers, which is a lot of apostrophes, but it's called Marvel's Avengers. Wait, I guess Avengers doesn't have an apostrophe. I just misspelled that. Anyway, Marvel's Avengers comes out in May, and it's a very good-looking game. Um, It's really good graphics. I like its customization, and I like that it's not just tied into the movies. One of the biggest things that we see flawed in comic book character video games is that they try to tie themselves into a film or a TV show so much that it hinders the plot from actually doing anything that's like complex. Because when you compare a video game to a movie, a video game is a lot more time to do story than a movie does. And for a video game to just be by itself, you can have a story just go up and down and up and down and here and there and this looks like that type of game. It looks like something that you can really get invested in its story. And I'm really looking forward to Marvel's Avengers in May. Oh, right on. Cool. 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 It does look really good, man. I I think the story that they've came out with so far, it looks amazing. Yeah. They're like incorporating aim into it, which hasn't like, I think it's only been mentioned in passing in the films. So it's really cool that they're incorporating that into their, um, also, in March, we have Doom Eternal coming out. Um, that was delayed a little bit, but at the same time, we've talked about how much we support games being delayed so that we actually have games. And <laughs> Doom Eternal, I'm not, I'm not one to like be crazy about Doom, but this game looks really good, and I've been looking forward to it since the first trailer. And um, it's really one to check out. It's just, it looks like, what will tie you over until the next Halo comes out? It's It looks really good. Um, speaking of Halo, <laughs> Halo Infinite is scheduled to come out in 2020, but we don't really have a date on it yet. And we were talking about this um, earlier, and we were saying that it really is going to have to come out. It's a launch title. So whenever the Series X comes out, that's when it comes out. And um, when the Series X says holiday 2020, we don't know if that means Black Friday, um, <laughs> Thanksgiving, um, Halloween, or New Year's. You know, you really don't know when it comes out, but I would assume it's going to come out in like November just to get those Christmas sales. It'd be pretty dumb to come out after Black Friday when no one's got any money. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. It might be as early as October because I remember there's been consoles that come out in October. So, um, we could have Halo Infinite as early as October. We really don't know yet. Um, something to point out, though, is um, <laughs> when you watch Halo Infinite's trailer, it is just a bunch of landscape. We don't really have gameplay in the trailer yet, and I think that's really funny because it's 
the only way to really identify that it's Halo is that it has Halo music. And then you're just like, oh, it's Halo. But as far as the landscape goes, it's just a bunch of landscape. And then I was saying that it really scares you as a, uh, a gamer, whether or not the game is like moving along at all in development, because yeah. we always expect to see gameplay footage a lot earlier than this. But to be honest, if it's coming out in December, we're a year away from that. So like there's a lot of games that are very far from being finished that are a year away from release, you know? Yeah. Maybe that is, maybe that is good timing. I don't know. Um, I do expect to see gameplay footage from halo infinite at, uh, E3. That would be a very good time to release gameplay, extended gameplay footage for sure. Uh, maybe even demos. They might even be demoing it there to like people that show up. Um, because if anything at E3 is going to be exploding with people showing off the next gen. So yeah. it's going to be a big E3 this year. Um, Halo Infinite will probably be the big game that Xbox brings. So we'll see how many punches they're swinging with on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me list off the other things that I have dates for. Um, Noah 2 is coming out in March. That's going to be a PlayStation exclusive. Um, also in March is Final Fantasy VII, the remake. And um, I know you were looking out for this one too. Um, this just looks like a really good retelling of a story that people already liked. And if it's anything like Resident Evil 2 um, on their remake, uh it's probably going to be a contender for game of the year <laughs> Oh, nice. because it's just one of those things where if you take a game that was already beloved and then you just remake it and make sure that you don't lose any of the heart of the original, uh, of course people are going to put it on like game of the year lists. It's just one of those things that resident evil two understood that. And um, I hope that final fantasy seven takes the same care with the way they remake, you know, Final Fantasy 7. But that is coming out in March, so you can look forward to that. And um, I think the only other thing I have a date for is Cyberpunk 2077, which comes out in April. And I could have sworn that this game was supposed to come out in December, but I think we were talking about it was maybe delayed at some point. I don't remember talking about it being delayed, but I guess it did get delayed. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things where as it was getting closer and closer to the time at which I thought it was coming out, I was hearing less and less about it. So I was like, maybe it's not coming out. Because I remember the pre-orders have been up on Xbox since like September. <laughs> like you you can already own this game. It's just not playable. Like it was pre-orderable way back in the summer. So that's what made me think it had to be a December game. I couldn't imagine that you could pre-order a game almost 10 months before it came out. Yeah, I know. Digitally. So that's crazy. Like, what if yeah. it didn't get finished? That's exactly. Crazy. Exactly. I don't know. That's too early to pre-order. Because <laughs> if you pre-order a game <laughs> like that, um, it could get lost in legal trouble and never get released. Like, there could be stuff falling out at the t head of the company, you know? Um, that's crazy. The But, I mean, if you got 60 bucks to just throw away... There you go. Um, <laughs> but it is, 
I mean, seriously, if you're buying a game that early, that is crazy. Like, there's no guarantee that the game is coming out. That's you know? a fact. That's a fact. So, like, I and I bet there's, I don't think there was even pre-order specials back then. I think it was so old that you were pre-ordering it just to, like, keep money from burning a hole in your pocket. <laughs> you but, could um, be right, dude. Anyway. That is funny. <laughs> Anyway, I'll send it back to you, and then I'll talk about the games I don't have release dates for. Uh, the only, the only other one that I can, um, that I can talk about that uh, is coming out is a new Dragon Ball Z. Um, it looks really cool. I've been watching the trailer on it, and it's an open world game. Um, I've been watching not the trailer, but gameplay, actual gameplay. It's about five minutes and twenty nine seconds on YouTube. And, um, it looks really cool. It's, uh, all the characters are drawn in the same, uh, TV show anime style. The landscape and the open world is very cool, detailed, and it reminds me a lot of, uh, the world of Warcraft landscape, uh, when you're out in, uh, Duratar, it's really open and expansive, lots of hills and rocks and mountains and, uh, different areas to do your thing. It looks like you do a bunch of questing and uh, yeah, man, I, I'm really interested in this game. I, you know, not really a big dragon ball Z fan uh, like the fighter style games, but this one looks really, really cool, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's dragon ball Z Kakarot, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Kakarot. Uh, go ahead Go ahead. Talk about Dying Light 2. That's fine. Dying Light? I will probably have. Yeah, Dying Light 2 is supposed to come out this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, supposed to be the second part. Uh, everybody was looking forward to it. Uh, the first game uh, came out in 2015. And a lot of people with the ending of Dying Light, uh, which was extremely emotional for a lot of people. Um, uh, basically, uh this this is coming out uh, here in spring of 2020 is what they're calling for. Uh, it's going to yeah. be released on Windows, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Um, so you'll be able to get it. Uh, uh, you'll be able to get it here probably, I'm thinking like April or May. Um, but it's a survival horror action role-playing game. Uh, Techland, of course, uh, made it. And uh Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's not really my type of game. I've seen some of the gameplay, but uh, yeah, I would definitely like to watch uh, other people play it and see how it goes. It it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty spooky and scary and the whole intense uh, thing that Dying Light was and then so forth. Yeah. it's Dying Light, the original, was a pretty cool twist on the Left 4 Dead type of game because throwing in the bar parkour was really cool. Uh, it made the movement a lot funner. It made you realize that you couldn't really kill everything, that a lot of the game was actually surviving rather than just, you know, onslaught, you know? Yeah. Because uh, there was a lot of games like, uh, what were they called? Dead Island or stuff. Those games are more about killing everything, um, no survivors. But this game was more of presenting you with an issue where you had to figure out strategy of how to move throughout areas whether it was day or night missions would make you go out at night and stuff um things like that were 
it was part of its like strategy, but it still gave you enough weapons and abilities to fight that allowed it to feel more like you had the choice whether or not to be stupid, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's always cool. Whether or not you want to be stupid. I think people like the ability to goof off in a game and it allows them to feel more like it's actually how they would treat a situation if they were in that situation. And that makes them feel more enthralled in the universe if you allow them to be stupid. You know, it's the same thing. Like if you didn't allow people to teabag in a game, you know, is it even a game? But <laughs> it's just one of those things where you got to give people the ability to um, do random things because it allows them to like customize their experience to an extent. And I right think on. Dying Light gives you enough in your uh, toolkit of things you can do that it makes the strategy of it a lot more. Do you want to take it seriously or just do you want to goof off? And I, it was a really fun game in that sense. Um, I played it with a friend when it came out. It was a lot of fun. Um, so like that was a long time ago too. Like it's really cool to see five years later a sequel, but uh, it's going to be night and day on graphics because of five years. But uh, <laughs> we'll uh, see how that does play out. It is one of the ones that I think no one's really talking about that I think people should be looking forward to. Um, I don't think enough people are talking about it. Did I already talk about Atomic Heart? No, you did not. So Atomic Heart, um, is a game that I hadn't actually heard about until this week. Um, it looks really good from a creative perspective. Um, it's being called Bioshock on Acid. <laughs> but basically what it is, is it has similar Bioshock gameplay, but the creatures within the game have a lot of uniqueness to them. They really look like something you haven't seen anything else. And... Just that alone is something to like be really refreshing to a game in the genre. So um, I do guarantee uh, you should check it out when it comes out. Yeah, um, I really don't know much about it. Um, it doesn't have much information about the game up right now. There's no real release date, but it, it looks like a game to look out for. Um, and it looks like enough effort was put into it to make it a good game that it's not just going to be like shadow dropped. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, look out for Atomic Heart. That's like the one weird title that I have on my list. Um, other stuff that I have down is Watch Dogs Legion. Um, Watch Dogs is a very iffy franchise. It's been plagued with bugs and stuff, but Legion is their chance to like make the game that Watch Dogs always needed to be. And I am a strong believer that if they make a game that is by far the best game that Watch Dogs has ever had and what it's always been intended to be, that people will play the game. I think Ubisoft needs to be shown that you can make a game that's high quality that will sell better because of word of mouth. I mean, we take things like Jedi Fallen Order, where it did much better than a lot of other games within its franchise because of word of mouth. It's a game that got a lot of hype from other people that said it was a really good game. And something like Watch Dogs doesn't need to be just how much it makes the first week because the first two games have seemed like that type of game. Like they've been working so hard on the trailers that they forgot that the game had to be good. So if Watch Dogs Legion actually makes a really good game, I think it might be able to teach Ubisoft that they need to work harder on making sure that their games are complete before release. And um, 
I don't know what game is going to do that for them. But Ubisoft is one of those weird companies. They're not quite EA, but they are really big at hitting deadlines and not caring the quality that the game is when it comes out. Um, so we'll see on Watch Dogs Legion. Just one to keep an eye out for. Um, obviously, we know Last of Us Part Two comes out this year. Um, I'm already assuming it's going to be my favorite game of the year. Um, it's I just love the first game so much that this game just looks amazing. Every time I watch any of the gameplay trailers or any of the actual official trailers to it, it's just blowing my mind and I want to have it now. But yeah. I understand <laughs> I understand <laughs> that they have to delay it to make sure it's a really good game. But Naughty Dog has never disappointed me. And yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of I'm good just, things about Naughty Dog, man. They they have a very small catalog, but boy, is it stellar. It's good. Yes. Yes. Um, I guess I've played every Naughty Dog game. That's really funny to think about. You naughty I guess dog. I have. Oof. Um, what else do I got? <laughs> um, I guess that's all I have. Um, I just ran through them like lightning fast. God, but, about time. Jesus. Can a guy get, <laughs> just kidding. Can a guy get a word in every once in a while? <laughs> oh, anyway, I'm sorry. I never got back to what that noise was. That if you heard a noise in the background, uh-huh. there was some like plastic on the floor, and my cats were pushing it under the door into the studio. So once they pushed it under the door, then proceeded to try to get it back through the door. So the paw was just smacking down. Oh wow! Plastic over and over. So <laughs> I thought maybe you could hear that, but it was pretty annoying to me. Go ahead. You got anything else? Uh, no, man. That's really it. Um, that's that's all the games that I have to talk about. We we talked about you know Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. That looks awesome. Uh, Final Fantasy seven remake. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the uh, final g- gameplay uh, trailers on that. And of course, Dying Light two. You know. Everybody's looking forward to that one coming out. But yeah, man, it should be a, an interesting uh, 2020 with a lot of these games coming out and these new engines and the uh, the jump in power that we're seeing on these, uh, these consoles. It's going to be really interesting to see the next leap that gaming PCs take uh, because they are, right now, these consoles that are fixing to come out are going to be just as powerful as the GPUs on some of these PCs that we play on today. So, it, yeah, it's going to be really incredible to see what uh, this year in gaming is going to have for us. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just one of those things where the lines are blurring between uh, <laughs> consoles and computers more than they ever have. Oh, they been. really are. Um, from what I'm understanding too, you know, because you do talk about how how uh, um, how um, consoles don't really have uh, the um, aiming ability and you know the the movement power that PCs have, but I think with some of the advances that they're making in controllers and the specs alone that you can set them to inside the game, the details that they're allowing, that eventually you will not even um, see any differences in you know the whole thing. It'll just be whatever you're comfortable with. I think that's going to be coming to that point where no one's going to really have the edge, whether it's a mouse and keyboard <laughs> or a controller. So yeah, man, it should be really interesting to see what happens. Cool. 
Um, I did want to quickly ask you what was your top games of this year that came out this year? And for My, me, it's a very short list. I think it's yeah. Untitled Goose Game. Really? I haven't. Got I really to do p- like that game. I, I mean, compared to what else I've played that came out this year, it's is it free? Ed and Eels. It's on Game Pass. Oh, it is. Okay, well, maybe I'll have to get it and uh, stream it. It sounds like fun. I mean, it's it's a weird choice. I understand it's not like a shooter or something like that. Oh, no, but I'm um, looking for stuff like that in order to get me out of that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to play so many shooters. I want to do some different things and have some fun. Like I was doing at the beginning when I played my friend Pedro and all these weird indie games, you know? Um, but yeah, that's what I'm, I'm looking for, that kind of stuff. And to be honest... Um, I don't think I enjoyed it more than Untitled Goose Game, but Fortnite Chapter 2 is like a brand new game. It, yes, it really crazy is. crazy different. And yeah. I like a lot of what they were doing in there. Um, the whole Christmas event is really clever, too. The whole gift unwrapping yep. thing, that's crazy. Yep. yep. Did you it's see the really Yule cool. log in it? Uh, you can look at the fireplace and it gives you XP. Yes. So you can yes. put a fireplace up on your big screen. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of creativity in that game, and I really commend their team behind Fortnite. As much hate as they get, that game has a lot of variation. And um they with chapter two, I see I didn't play for a while in chapter two, but since I've gotten back into it this week, I, there's a lot of little details that I've noticed that are really different, that are really appreciated. Um, things like they added in-game achievements. So it's not connected to like Xbox or PlayStation achievements or uh, trophies, but it's within the game. There are like little challenges to do that go on like your profile. Like it's a stamp basically. Like that's really cool to put like a little random Easter eggs and stuff in there. And there's just a lot of new content. And I think it's really overlooked. Um I think the black hole event almost killed them. I think it was a little too long. Um, yeah, I heard a lot of complaints about that. It, it um, For me, I was so burnt out on challenges that I was playing so much Fortnite that I was relieved to have a couple of days off of Fortnite that I could play other games. But then a funny thing happened. Because I didn't play Fortnite for like, three days I didn't pick it back up (laughs) and I think that's what happened to a lot of people Um, I think it was cool that they did that black hole event but I think it should have been less time Um, but I think a lot of people probably fell the wayside as me where when you take that much of a break from a game and don't allow a player to play it um, you're just going to go somewhere else like I wasn't hating on the game I wasn't mad I just got into a different game and that's just what happened. And, uh, I, I don't know in hindsight, they probably regret how long that was, but I understand that it was an overhaul on changing the game entirely, but I don't think they did a good enough job marketing that it was a brand new game. Basically. Um, I think they should have got a lot more personalities to talk about it rather than just run ads like they always do Uh because they always ran ads they were like new season. Every season had an ad that was on YouTube everywhere. And then with chapter two, they had ads that were like, it's a brand new map. Everything's different. Um, new guns, new boats, new map, new characters, new chapter, like totally different, you know? 
And that's cool and all, but that's just an ad telling me that. I think if they would have gotten like big personalities to do ads for them, that would have been a lot more effective. Like if they would have gone out and paid a couple of million dollars for Ninja or PewDiePie to talk about the game, you know? Yes. I think yes. that would have been night and day different and made sure people got back in the game when they took a three day break or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I think that was probably a bad decision because as I said, even for me, I got out of the game because I took a break <laughs> and I was forced to. That's what's so funny. It's like, you could always take a break from a game, like even overwatch. If you play it all the time, yeah, you take a break yeah. and then get into a story-based game. You're like, Hey, story is really cool. You know, I forgot that story-based games are cool. And then you remember overwatch is cool again. It's just the cycle basically that I run through. Um, what if you were just forced to not play a game? Like what if one day you were just forced to not play call of duty, modern warfare, like for three days? Yeah. Would you go back to it? Like you totally forget about it probably, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's just weird. Yeah, it depends. It depends. I mean, some of the games, you know, I I've only played a few games this year um, and not really that many have, you know, grabbed me even though i enjoyed parts of them like i did play uh alan wake and uh it didn't you know i just got bored um i played uh friday the 13th i got bored i played you know whatever um and i even kind of stopped playing world of warcraft believe it or not i haven't played for a few months now and uh i haven't even re-upped my sub so it's it's a little different you know i uh I got World of War. I'm sorry. I got Modern Warfare, uh, Call of Duty, and I played the hell out of that. Absolutely loved it. I still recommend it. It's a great game. It's a lot of fun. And uh, if you're not if you're not giving it too much of a crap about comp competitive, then you're gonna have a great time. Uh, it's you know expect to die and just do your thing. It, it's a great game to play. <laughs> you know. I mean, you I can't this game to die. <laughs> you can't go. You can't go into those games thinking that you're gonna be invincible. That's just, uh, it's just a dumb way of thinking. You're just looking for, you're looking for a letdown when you do that. So if you go in expecting that, yeah, somebody is going to kill me once in a while, you know, just, you know, you're not expected to die every time, but yeah, you just go into it with some realistic expectations. Then you're going to have a lot of fun. It's a, it's a first person shooter. It's player versus player. Uh, the campaign is awesome. And the, uh, the, the maps are great. Some of them are crazy fast, uh, and just, just mayhem abound. You put but, the funniest yeah. image in my head of a guy going into a store and grabbing the game and just looking down at it and be like, man, I'm going to have so much fun dying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can't wait to die in this game. <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, I've also been playing overwatch. Uh, again, um, I'm getting back into that. I really had a great time playing last night. I want to play some more. Uh, like you said, been playing a, not, a lot of the uh, second chapter of Fortnite. I'm going to be playing that here shortly today. I'm um, going to be doing yeah, a stream on that. I saw that, that you're actually past me in levels. I was like, Mike has played more than me this season. It's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, I'm actually getting back into Paladins too, believe it or not. Um, I missed I that game. To. I it's, wanted to get back into it, but I'm waiting till like it's past the Christmas thing. So I don't see what I missed. <laughs> oh yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, 
I uh, I've just been playing that one a little bit, but um, uh, also uh, Titanfall Two. I think I'm going to finish that game. Um, I'm enjoying it. I haven't got bored with it yet. It's just something that I randomly go to every once in a while uh, to play. But um, yeah, other than that, man, there's really not much more. Uh, maybe a little bit of Apex. Uh, so yeah. That's kind of what I'm that's kind of what I'm working on. There was a game I'm looking at that I would like to get like a group of people together for and it's uh Wreckfest. Um it looks really really fun. What? It looks, it's called Wreckfest. What is that? Uh it's like a roller derby or a a, a car derby kind of thing. Uh smash em up derby. Uh, you see some people driving like oh you were uh, breaking DeLoreans up on and some my people end. driving it's called wreck wreckfest it's called wrecked fest i wreck thought you fest. said you said it's called uh you said uh so i thought it was called erect fest erect fest yes yes <laughs> i was like what <laughs> I, I i want that game now i'm thinking about getting a couple of friends together and having an erect fest I was Ooh. like, what the fuck? Dude, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Sword fight. Okay. Okay. Wreckfest. Got it. Yes. Wreckfest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Christ. So let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> I was, I was thinking maybe it was like a city builder or something where you try to build buildings as high as you could. I was like, what is the practical way that a game could be called a wreckfest? <laughs> But hey, uh, I want to get serious now. Let's uh, cue the serious music. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you getting like an inch away from let's, me? Uh, let's talk about let's talk about what's happened in 2019. Let's talk the year about was 2019. Free China. First year. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing a recap. <laughs> No man, when did we start this, dude? It's uh it's been what since May? Yeah, I believe we started it back in May. In May, yes, we started back in May and created all of these sick, sick episodes. It's been a long time coming, but we both put our minds <laughs> together and created a podcast that we believe not a sword that. fight, but our minds. <laughs> we put our minds together. And we created touched, a podcast. We touched minds. We touched minds and we touched souls. Just the tips. I think but a yes. lot of y'all have touched us too. <laughs> yes, you have. You have. Uh, I've been touched so much. I need a doll to show people where. It's um. It's crazy. <laughs> we sold out of all of our bath water. Yes, but, but we, we still st have the t-shirts. We still have t-shirts. Yes, we have t-shirts to remind you of the bath water that you could have had. We've been streamed in 30 different countries. 30 the countries. World. There's 30 countries? Yeah, there's <laughs> over 30 countries. <laughs> and um, we also uh, did a live podcast at Geek Street. Geek Street, yes. Nacogdoches this year. What a wonderful um, event. What a we wonderful look forward event to doing more events in the future. Absolutely. We will be doing more events. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this year brings the year that we will start doing live podcasts. Live. That would be Oof. awesome. A live show. Yes. You'll get to see our lovely faces. It means I'll have to start wearing voices. a shirt now. 
Yeah, I'll have to start wearing pants. <laughs> Together we make a whole person. <laughs> we keep buying PJ uh, sets for just one. Yeah. <laughs> Sharing. <laughs> oh, so anyway, um, yeah, it's been a crazy year. It has, um, man. It's been a fun year, dude. It has been a fun year. year. So the much, is we so haven't much cool hit stuff. A year on the podcast yet, but no, we're close. It feels like it. We're about twenty episodes away. We're about twenty weeks away, man. That's not bad. It's crazy. So about five months. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Like we're really close to a year. We're about halfway there. <laughs> but um, shut up. We've also yeah. skipped a couple of weeks though too. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool, man. It's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be a great year for us, man. This podcast has done a lot, and um, it's 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 um, it's done. It's exceeded my expectations, um, you know, because I I set the bar I set the bar low. I try to be realistic, you know, and you know, uh, just be you know happy that people want to listen to it. But I've been actually amazed and humbled by the amount of people who. Who have actually responded to the podcast? It it's it's amazing. It's it's such a wonderful thing that I never could have even dreamed of of being a part of something this cool. You know? Yeah, I hear you there. Oh, I'm glad you feel that way <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, it's really blown me away. I thought that we would have no audience, and out of the gate, immediately had a pretty decent audience that. I didn't expect to have so yeah um, it was kind of crazy because I remember I was thinking that we should do episodes where we rehearse the show and not even release it and then I was like thinking that no one was going to listen to it anyway so might as well just post it <laughs> and then immediately it got v- like listeners from other countries and stuff within the first episode and I was like oh well I guess the whole world can see it now yeah, and it was just one of those things where it's like, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have done that, but we came out of the gate kind of running on that. So immediately, I had a shift into the gear of realizing that people were listening, and yeah, I wasn't just talking to you. So um, <laughs> that 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 was really weird because I didn't expect that. You know, it started yes. out just let me do my spiel. And then immediately I was like, wait, I'm actually speaking to people. I like, I understand that's the point of it, but it was that way immediately. And that was pretty crazy. Yeah. It's been absolutely amazing, dude. I mean, I don't know other way, any, any other way to describe it. It's, it's just been so freaking cool. Yeah. And we had really cool guests on and like, all oh the yeah. Guests that we've had on so far. Already absolutely. Working on more for the next year, but. Um, yeah, it's yeah, been I'm, a lot of fun. It's been a lot of uh, craziness. Yeah, and I'm hoping that we have some more, uh, some more higher, high-profile guests like we've had. I mean, we've had some, pr- a couple of pretty good ones, and uh, I just see it growing into something even better. And um, yeah, that's why I'm looking forward to the the uh, the technological advances that we're gonna make with this podcast. I think it's gonna be a good thing, and. I think we're going to see a lot of really cool things happen, man. You sound like we have people back in the lab researching ways to make a podcast better. (laughs) 
<laughs> right now, the yes. Classified Cheat Codes podcast team is hard at work to bring yes. you a better podcast. To bring you even the, now the Frankenstein's of, of podcasts. We're gonna piece this shit together. Is doing a slow pan across this lab of people mixing chemicals it has nothing to do with audio equipment, but you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, oof. Yeah, well, um, that's basically all I have. It was just a New Year's episode. I thought it'd be cool to release one. Um, yeah, absolutely. If you haven't already, we have a Twitter account. Go follow us at Declassified P. Um, also, we're on Facebook. The Classified Cheat Codes Podcast is the name of it. Um, what else are we on? Well, we're on we're on all streaming platforms basically that do podcasts. Um, if you don't listen, if you listen to us on Spotify, but you'd rather listen to us on something else, we are basically on all of them. If we're not on your favorite streaming platform, just let us know. Yes. Uh, you might be listening to this on YouTube and not realize that we're actually on podcasting apps, but we're on things like Stitcher. Um, we're on iTunes, all that stuff. Spotify, um, yeah. So yeah, go uh, follow us anywhere. Leave us reviews if you can. Reviews always help. Um, and we are looking forward to a really great year of 2020. Um, I'm looking to very quickly double our audience. I'm trying yes. very hard to make a show for y'all that is way more interesting and <laughs> way more diverse. And diversity is something that I'm going to try to bring into this program that we're going to try to do. Um, we're going to have a lot more guests. Uh, they don't have to all be high profile. Um, yeah. We're going to have a lot of guests yeah. that are just there to present a different point of view, there to present their two cents. We're just going to try to bring y'all good conversation on the Classified Cheat Codes podcast. And if you feel like talking with us on a show, if you feel like being on a show and that you have a subject that you think might be interesting, just let us know. Contact us. And we'll, you know, we'd be happy to talk to you about it. It'd be a lot of fun. Uh, like uh, Josiah's saying, you know, we do want to have more guests on the show and getting some uh, some different points of views would be an awesome thing. It'd be cool to have you, uh, to hear you uh, you uh, chime in on some of the uh, issues that we do talk about or some of the stories that we talk about and get what your opinion is. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And um, looking at an episode early next week, and yes. we'll be back on schedule. Yes, we will. And uh, have a happy new year, all you new year celebrators. Happy new year, guys. Happy new year. Last word. Okay. <laughs>